Oh, wait, hold on. Somebody's at my door. This is terrifying. Hang on. Ooh. Hang on. This is not my house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Is your house on fire? LOL. What happened? Um, well, there's really, really cute maintenance guys at this building, but, um, I did not know, but I just overflowed oh! the toilet. Oh! Right before I got on here, I went to the, I just had a pee-pee, so I don't really know, but I had a little pee-pee, and then I flushed the toilet, and then he started knocking, and he's like, we got a leak coming, coming from your apartment downstairs. Is there anything going on in the bathroom right now? And I was like, I don't think so. And then I just opened the bathroom door, and actually, the toilet is pouring. No. Oh, you... Okay, no problem. Can you just unlock the door, and, and he can just come in and out? I'm so sorry. Thank you. I, I flooded the bathroom with my PV. That sucks. <laughs> but, you know, here's what my thought is. It's like, you know, it's a building. Like, I feel like... Trust me, I'm not like I, I've I've been flooding toilets in Florida and in Montclair, New Jersey, years and years and years. I'm not saying I'm I'm above it, okay. But what I am saying is that like you know it's an old building in Harlem. I'm on the 21st floor. I don't. It's know. It's a collective. Me, it's a collective flush problem. Yeah, like it's like I just don't. I know, although I do. Because did get more beer straight, and who knows what kind of like he probably put a pizza crust in the toilet for all I know. He's so fucking. <laughs> <excited>. <laughs> <laughs> okay that is probably though since if there was a man on the premises i th i say we blame it on him space trash trash in space space trash lifestyles the rich and uranus space trash celebrities they're trash but the astrology can help us understand transmission incoming <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the Rich and Uranus. I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine. And after that very lighthearted and beautiful cold open, I would say we have a pretty dark week this week, right? Well, thank God that I overflowed the toilet because if you listen back through the, the Mishigas, yeah, like there's this sort of funny element where there's these adorable handymen unclogging my toilet. For the most part, it is a dark week. If we think of death and secret being revealed as dark but I think there's another angle we could take which is that death is natural and secrets being revealed is essential so you know uh, it, there's hope you know every every funeral is a rebirth every birth is a death every marriage is a death it's like you know we were talking about plastic surgery yesterday a bit you make me want like what do you call it like you wouldn't call it plastic surgery you would call it injectables okay yeah right it's like the vitamin gummies of plastic surgery it's the cbd gummies of plastic surgery yeah 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 That's because what like it is. You're not getting like, you're not like going under the knife, but like you right. do the littlest things that actually make a really big difference. Right. And it just helps your confidence so much. Like you're just like, oh my God, I feel 3,000 times better looking, even if no one else will even put their finger on what you changed. You're just like, after I get Botox, I'm like, are my pores smaller? And there's, they're not, <laughs> there's no way that they are, but it's right. just- you just feel like you just feel so much. I guess that's why it's addictive. But I did get a little bit spooked because I'm finally catching up on season one of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because I dropped off because I got bored. The thing that's hold on, hold on. I have to go fucking let let this guy in. My bad. 
Okay, what's the what's the skinny on the toilet? <sighs> well, I guess like I really didn't notice. I wouldn't have just like left a toilet overflowing, but I just flushed real quick and you know closed the door. And I guess it's just, it's been pouring over into the you know into the hallway downstairs, and so there's some men here taking care of it. I think it's okay. I got a little spooked because I was watching the the season one Salt Lake City reunion and you know how Andy well you wouldn't know this because you're you're new to the fandom but Andy Cohen always goes around to all the wives and asks them what their plastic surgery is it's very crazy I can't believe he does that because it's like yeah we're all here for it and they're all open about it but like I think it's like violating a covenant to ask someone directly what their plastic surgery is to say. I sort of have mixed feelings about that. One of the first things he says to Whitney is he's like, oh, your boobs look bigger. And it's like, that is just rude to say on national television. Like if she wants to volunteer that information, you can then you can be like a willing listener. But I don't think it's cool to pry it out of her because I don't know. It's like asking someone what tax bracket they're in or something. It's like, yeah, we all want to know. But we, it's it's rude to ask. But so he said to Jen, like, oh, what kind of work have you had done on your face? And she said she's only had injectables. Really? Yes. And I was like, okay, that's a little troubling. Jen and also Heather, I think it's something in the eyebrows. And it's not a good... Yeah. It's not a good advertisement for Beauty Lab and Laser because they mentioned Beauty Lab and Laser like six times an episode. It's even where Jen got arrested. I'm like, this does not make me want to go to Beauty Lab and Laser as much as I love, love, love Heather. I think she's amazing. Yeah, I like Heather. It's an eyebrow issue. And if you just go that little too much with the eyebrow, you go into uncanny valley territory. Yes, yes, yes. And that is where they both are. And when you look at pictures of Jen when she was younger, she was absolutely stunning. Really? Let me look. I'm looking right now. Yes. And it's just like, you know, I don't I don't want to cast judgment on someone's looks, but I it did give me pause hearing that that effect was achieved with injectables only. Yeah. Because you do think, oh, it's just CBD. I can't get addicted. And then. Yeah. And then you hear something like that and you're like, oh, whoa. I don't know if you can hear the waterfall of water being pumped out on the floor right now. but um, (laughs) No, I really can't. That's great. Headphones, headphones. But what I will say is that is such a good analogy of like gateway plastic surgery, right? Like where you're Mm -hmm. like, no, like this is just like, it's it's, it's so simple. It's so easy. It's not going under the knife. There's no anesthesia. There's no whatever. But then it's like, yeah, but like you can still do too much of it. You're on CBD and you're falling asleep behind the wheel. No, you're not technically like under the influence, but like you might have a too much CBD. Right. Even like weed is probably a better analogy because people are always like weed's not addictive. And it's like we all knew kids in high school who ruined their lives by smoking too much weed. 100%. And like weed is not addictive, but it is – it is – it does have like an effect. Like there is an influence that it – like – injectables have an influence on your face and if you do too much of it right it's it's yeah you can tell and yeah like i'm not gonna shit my pants and go through withdrawals if you stop my botox flow right right right. if i if i keep up at at a certain rate and if i do more and more and more i'm gonna start look looking crazy town well, and it's the same thing too with weed also, just to keep just keep the analogy alive. It's almost like where you're like, yeah, but it's plant medicine. Like it's from the earth. And like, not that injectables are from the earth, but it's like basically the argument is like, you're just enhancing what you already have. Like you're not yes. like changing your face. You're not cutting your face. You're not like- You're, you're not just going like, under. And even like collagen or Restylane or like all these things, it's like you could argue that they're like, I mean, I'm sure that at this point there are like organic Botox 
offerings or and if there's not we should invent it because that would be a huge business you know but it's like yeah like kind of trying to argue for it being a natural agent of x y and z and then it's like yeah but it's like still getting you high like you probably still shouldn't be driving the kids around you know right and back to the andy thing real quick i sort of feel like now ever since the cow arousable andy conversation that we so elegantly dm'd with carol uh, about Carol definitely if you need another reading I don't know if you listened to the last but I got you and I think that we have some big ideas to work on together but it's like I really appreciated the point that she made which is like fuck you Andy like you are like basically exploiting all of these women in order to like build your own like he wasn't on air before this he wasn't but but the reason that I think that it's cool that he asks that, and this is a first thought. I have never heard of this. I didn't even know he had this conversation with him. But I like that as a leadership move for him about the housewives specifically because I think that it is a responsibility of reality TV producers to, you know, it's like the same with like the Kylie stuff. It's like little girls are watching these shows. Even adult women are watching these shows feeling fucking horrible about themselves or feeling like I'm not that pretty. I think knowing what plastic surgery, even with Chrissy's eyebrows, thank you, Molly, for for, for getting Chrissy to tell us about what happened with her back hair. It's like, <laughs> but it's like, I feel like that's helpful to me to put it into context of like, oh, like they're not better than me or prettier than me or whatever. Like they've invested in X, Y, and Z. This is what it is. I would agree with you if it was about anyone but the housewives because we know those women are walking science projects. And it just <laughs> it just seems humiliating to, to for their boss to sit there and say, oh, so you got a breast lift? You know, it's because he really is like their boss. And I think yeah. no, he's not talking about what work he's had done and I'm sure he's had work done. Well, so, now that to me is a more interesting Exactly. Like conversation to add into it. Like, I don't think take away the conversation about it, but I think number one, normalize men doing this stuff too. Yeah. Number two, normalize uh, everybody talking. Right. It's not like yeah. I'm looking down on you as the interviewer asking you. It's like, hey, girls, here's what I did. What did you do? Like, I think just normalizing he's, he's it. He's not an innocent interviewer right, either. Right. He's not. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, what are they going to say? I'm not answering that. Okay. Well, right. you're fired next season. Right. It's like, right. how much do these women really need to debase themselves for our entertainment? They already give us so much. <laughs> But see, I feel like I feel like it's not debasing because there's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, like it's like that is especially for people with money, like that's a valid choice. And I think yeah, talking like, about it I, like it's normal, like I told you, like there's a girl who I'm no longer friendly with. She thought that we got in a fight because I was jealous of her nose job and I was not. We got in a fight. It's so mean to even say that to you, but like, OK, she's like, you're just jealous because you're not getting the nose job that you always wanted. I'm like, I haven't thought about getting a nose job you're but... like my mom offered me a nose job every day <laughs> it's actually a jaw problem if you know the truth and it would be not in cosmetic it's a, a medical <laughs> thing okay but even then I'm, I'm not going to the knife for it but the reason that i was upset was not because she should or should not have gotten a nose job or that i had a problem with it it was that we were leading a women's empowerment like it wasn't the moonual but it was a women's empowerment community coaching group all about confidence and finding your inner glow if the leader of the community isn't telling us that she's she's lying about why she has black eyes and she's saying it's because she's upset about x y and z but it's actually because she just signed up to break her nose so she could look prettier and teach you all about how to be confident it's actually not authentic yeah, so like yeah, that's I where agree. i feel like with the housewives with like anybody leading all the all the self-help people that get plastic surgery i have no fucking problem with it you have to say that that's what you're you have to say that you did it because people are looking up to you and people are judging themselves based on you well I could never do that because they just have that perfect little nose and it's like no bitch she has her daddy has money she paid for her to fix it and it you know 
I'm not saying that you can ask somebody to fix your nose too, but it's just like, just know that it's not like you weren't like born with any kind of natural deficit. Like, can you hear this? I'm really sorry. Yeah, what is that? Someone reclogging the toilet? <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the workmen is taking a shit now. But um, but no, I think they're like having to water vacuum it up because it's actually so excessive. I really had no idea. It's so weird. Wow. Um, weird. Anyway. I- I do agree with you that it's important to talk about it, but I just don't like the context of being asked about it by your boss on national TV. I think that's a little yucky. Or and it I should do- just be like something that's in the contract, which is like, for hey girls, first we're going to do this, including myself. It's just like, I don't think bosses should ever ask something of their, even as a coach, like I would never ask something of my uh, clients that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. Also, like the more I think the more damaging and insidious plastic surgery is like the A-listers who are getting the creme de la creme, the J-Lo's, the Meryl Streep's, because they keep it just this side of plausible deniability. Yeah. And they don't look like a science experiment. So we're like, oh, she's just better than me. Whereas with the housewives, it's like, you know, they're freaking like half plastic. So it's like that's the conversation I feel like we've already been having that conversation for years yeah, and, yeah. and it's almost keeping plastic surgery it's keeping it siloed off with the vain women and the trashy women it's like that's what the women that we watch fight on TV for a living do but it's not what the A-listers do it's what they all do I will say that you look as good as JLo to me right now where it's like if I didn't know that's the I'd- zoom pretty filter okay it's really working I'm fucking never getting off the computer after this but if I just saw you and I didn't talk to you every day I wouldn't be like did Molly get some injectable The lady who I go to sometimes for Botox, who I mostly go to for eyelashes and eyebrows, but she does a whole bunch of other stuff. She told me that she has to plan a lot of people's appointments around when their male partner is going on vacation. She has to, they have to make sure that he's out of town so that he won't know. Just with the lips? Pretty much with anything that they're getting done because guys are so freaked out by this idea that their girlfriend isn't naturally perfect the minute she wakes up. Oh wow, that's so interesting. So it's like anything. So it's like if she's giving like back alley abortions, but it's like beauty treatments. Yeah, exactly. I always talk about how one of my favorite things to do is to tell any straight man that Marilyn Monroe had plastic surgery because it shakes their entire worldview. And it's true. She had a nose job and a chin implant and like maybe more stuff. And wow. it, it freaks them out out because that's their feminine ideal of effortless beauty and it's like dude do you know how much effort she put in like women have been doing treatments since the beginning of time like Clara Bow who was the big it girl in the 1920s she died because in order to keep her hair blonde enough she was mixing hydrogen peroxide and bleach on her head like every other week and she fucking she died she was a huge drug addict too but she like a big part of her the reason for her death was the fumes from that combination on her head. So it's like women have been doing crazy shit to look better for decades, centuries, forever. And I, it's just really funny that guys, it really like, it really like hurts them. They, wow, they that's really... so interesting. Right, yeah. they just like, don't, but it's like, it doesn't actually hurt them. But it's, well, this goes back to the two, the case of like, you know, like what they don't know doesn't hurt them. It's like how honest, you know, in relationships, how important is honesty or how important is bearing your full soul to someone? There are these questions of like, even just in intimate relationships, like how many secrets can you keep from your partner without it being a problem? And it's like, actually what you're saying is like some secrets aren't because you're like, you know, being a sneaky bitch, but it's because actually it doesn't help to share the secret. And it's like so stigmatized, like just like what I was saying, the reason why plastic surgery and injectable 
injectables and certain beauty treatments and even just like spray tans and blonde hair. The reason why all of that is put in a box with trashy behavior and lower tier celebrities is because they show their work and we can see that they're doing that. But the ones that we consider more elite, they're all doing the same shit. They're doing it even before these women know it exists. So people, men, men and women, everyone just likes it better when we can't see the work. We we, we right. would rather not know. We want right. to live in that pretend space of Marilyn Monroe was born that way. On the other hand, I do think it makes people feel bad. You know, like if we didn't know, like I'm glad that we know because it makes me feel like I have a choice in the matter. I always think about, I think I've talked about her before, but my ex-boyfriend James's mother was like one of my first real like role models. Like I think she might be the coolest adult woman I've ever known and will ever know in all of my life. She is on natural. And like so hypothetically if you looked at her you'd be like wow she's like a shriveled up little 80 year old raisin or whatever. But let me tell you this woman has been married four times. She is friends with Jane Goodall. James is named after her BFF James Taylor. She's had affairs with all these celebrities. She's been married four times and every time she gets married the guy is another 10 years younger than she is. Like this bitch is the baddest and she's a scientist and she she taught me all about the moon work like she's a total role model for me and she was very not like anti-plastic surgery but never got it because she was so natural like and she was so naturally confident she didn't wear makeup she just was this beautiful soul and I always use that as like a if I had all the money in the world would I be doing more for my vanity or would I be doing more for my beauty maybe they said there was a lot of toilet paper in there (gasps) (laughs) too much toity too much tidy. But um, you know what it probably is? It's probably because I, since I've been in New York, I blow my nose so fucking much and sometimes I'll just toss it in there. And I think that's probably really? what did it. Do you want to know something crazy? I never had a blowing nose um, issue. Like I never really ever had to blow my nose until I moved to London. Really? See, yeah. I haven't blown my nose one time. And even in Philadelphia, I barely blew my nose. But in Florida, no, warm weather, I'm fine. I got back to New York, uh, like, you know, a week ago. And I, no, the bottom of my nose is all chapped. Like, I feel sick immediately. I got COVID tested. I don't have COVID. I just, like, I, I for some reason, the winter just fucking just clogs me right up. You really do belong in Florida. I really am. Yeah, like, I, I'm retired. Like, I can't. This this life. Do I like bundling up? No. Like, I love why? It. So that I can, like, take 12 layers off every time I have to go to the bathroom? It's like, I can't. I can't. I just love being cozy. I also think it's like, this is going to get dark again, obviously. Awesome. I-, I think it's like a body dysmorphia thing, too, because I'm like, oh. if I can just wear, like, nine sweaters, nobody knows. Okay, I was actually thinking the exact same but opposite thing. So, like, I see pictures of myself when I'm on stage, for example. Like, I saw pictures of myself from last week when I was on stage, and I'm like, wow, I look so fat. When I'm in a bathing suit, I look great. For me, it's actually, like, the less layers, the more I body dysmorphia myself into thinking I look fabulous. If I'm in a bathing suit. The minute I put clothes on, I look fat. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yes. When I'm in the in-between period, like, spring and fall, that is when I feel the worst because I'm like, these clothes don't fit me. You can't see if I have a figure and I also don't look covered up. Do you know what I mean? I I know exactly what, right. Like even just wearing like a simple pair of black pants and like a black long sleeve shirt or something. But we're not like surveying my body specifically. Yeah. Like I just look short and wide. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's where I'm like, yeah, congested and looking like the blimp. I don't know. I'm just like, give me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'd rather have an ugly ass face and wrinkles and be in a bathing suit in the sun than look fucking 
gorgeous and covered up because either way I'm gonna have to take off too many layers to take a shit and that just doesn't work for me and I'll be congested I don't think there's anything I've gotten two deviated septum surgeries didn't change my nose on purpose and uh, I still can't breathe so this is just it's not my this is not for me oh my god you had two get out of jail free cards and you didn't yep. okay yep. even though I think your nose is great I think that's crazy because I'm fine with my nose too. But if I was getting a deviated septum, I'd be like, shave a little off. Well, that's, I guess what I'm saying. Like I, I do have, it's not that I have any sort of judgment about plastic surgery, but when it comes down to it, and maybe it's because my mother had such a bad experience with plastic surgery, but like, I think I have a, it's even like, even where I'm at right now, like I look fucking disgusting. I cannot tell you like the amount of men in the past three weeks that have tried to sleep with me. It's like over the top, like, or profess their love to me or whatever. And it's like, I think I have genuine confidence. Like, I think I'm actually confident. And like, it's a weird thing because I am obviously insecure about plenty. And like, I look in the mirror too and I'm like, you know, like, I'm not like, wow, I'm just the most beautiful. But I don't think, for some reason, I've never gotten the message that if I looked better, it would be better. That I, I've never felt like pretty privilege was a thing that I didn't have. So it, maybe it's my own like, I, I have I have like dysmorphia, but like of a different kind where it's like, I think I'm like more beautiful and should be more confident than I am. But I do think that like at the end of the day, there's something that I'm, oh yeah, come on in. Okay. Fill valve. Okay, thank you. Flapper and fill valve. I'm putting that on the pod so I remember to tell them those. The thing is, beauty really is in the eye of the beholder. Otherwise, all the ugly people would have died out centuries ago. Right, dude, that's so real. And as my grandma says, there's a lid for every pot. My philosophy is take the best care of yourself that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And someone's going to think you're the hottest person in the world. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's it. But I also think like destigmatizing beauty treatments is whether I ever get any or not is important because it's no different than getting a personal trainer. I mean, look, I clearly one who supports performance enhancing drugs of whatever kind. And if that includes injections and eyelashes, so be it. It's just different sports. And I want to say I agree with everything that you just said, but also I think forcing the real housewives to disclose their beauty treatments by being asked by their boss about it on TV further stigmatizes it. Comedian friend of ours, Bridget Guerin, says, her thought on the Kim K. Pete Davidson romance is, sure, they're attracted to each other, it's fun, it's all good, whatever. But really, it's not a coincidence that this is coming on the heels of Travis Scott, Death Nation, Satan Fest. She's saying that they're playing up the relationship or she's like, I could see Chris having a conversation with Kim. Like, you're going to need to take one for the team here because like we need a distraction that's feel good that like has no one talking about Kylie and Travis, which is kind of what's happening. I know, but I think, I don't think that's what it is. I got to say. I think it is. I just think that Kim, this is based on nothing, but I sort of think that Kim thinks Kylie is a little bit of an idiot. Sure. And doesn't understand what it's like to actually have to work and she is sort of like jesus christ come on that was so stupid of both of you like stupid of travis for egging on the crowds like he does every time and stupid of kylie to not really address it in any sort of respectable way yeah so i just don't think it's i think kim is out for kim i think they are maybe hooking up definitely flirting having fun and kim is like this is good pr for me because it's getting me in the news i don't think it really i think 
who wants to protect Kyla though I think even if you think your sister's a little idiot maybe it's not like overt but like I think if it helps it's it's like all right let, let him focus on me I just have this idea in my head that Kim is actually a decent person and <laughs> I know I know I agree I like him and I'm like I don't think that she approves of the way that Kylie is trying to sort of brush this under the rug Kylie Cosmetics account turned commenting back on for the first time like yesterday the day before oh. and all the comments are like you suck talk about the concert what the hell is wrong with you blah 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 like I think that Kim probably even thought Kendall was a dumbass for the Pepsi commercial like I think that Kim has such a strong work ethic I mean she's not a coal miner but she did work her way <laughs> up from being like she was a closet miner right she was a freaking closet miner she was yeah. in the depths of Hollywood's closets yeah she really did buy her entire family a career mm -hmm. with the closets the sex tape everything like she like yes she wouldn't have gotten as famous without them because they're more fun to watch on tv but she's the star. We all know she's yeah, the star. She's, and, and she's carrying the weight. She's carrying the weight. And I do think she gets a little tired of Kendall and Kylie just being handed every single thing in life ever. And the fact that people have sympathy for Kendall and Kylie because they're like, oh, it's not their fault. They've been on TV since they were little. And Kim's like, right. you know how I fucking worked to get them on TV. Right. Yeah, Kylie's like the first self-made billionaire woman. And Kim's like, no, she's not. Right. Relax. I, yeah. I used to always say, like when I worked at Galore, I'd always be like, when is the backlash going to come for Kylie? Because because when Kylie was getting famous and really blowing up during her like King Kylie era, yeah. it was like people still hated Kim. People still openly trashed Kim yeah. and were like, oh, poor Kylie. She deserves to be happy. And I was like, this makes no sense at all. When is this table going to turn? And it seems like it has. Oh, it definitely seems like it has. I mean, what we have to remember is like everything is long term cycles. You know, business is long term mm -hmm. relationships. When we're watching a, a, a a tragedy play out in whatever way, whether it's Kim's sex tape or the Dead Nation affair. It's not the end of the story, it's the middle of a story. On Saturday, when you guys come to the Munial, I will have an exercise prepared for us where we can kind of look back at the storyline, like with the plot points of our lives. The plot Oh, I love when you do those. Our lives. It's fascinating, right? I love when you do those. When you say to look back at this day in your camera yep. roll, it made me start taking more pictures of stuff so that I'll always have something to look back on. That's what I do. I take pictures of just like something I notice that like will, will punctuate the memory in my mind of like, oh, this is when I was walking feeling this. Not like it's a good picture, but that's literally how I, it's like instead of journaling yeah. in a way, it's like scrapbooking kind of. Right, because but my morning pages are just me being like, I'm dumb right. and I hate myself and everyone's right. more successful than me. And I'm a like, phony. I'm a fraud. No one likes me. I'm ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Same, but yeah, same. with the Kim and Kylie thing, I'm going to say this. This is why I, I think it's a great guess. It's a great educated guess. But I think if if they really were trying to pull out all the stops and get everyone to ignore Death Nation, <laughs> they would have had Kendall kiss her boyfriend in public. <laughs> because that is still one that is still one stone that has remained unturned. That's really, really funny. Uh, and I love also, that take. There is no need to distract from it because no one's covering it. It's absurd right, how right. little it is. Some people are covering it, but there's not a lot of coverage about it. And I think it's just because people don't know where to start. And in order to yeah. cover it in an honest way, you need to be an investigative journalist. It's like the yeah. Gabby Petito thing. And like, I was, you just took the words out of mouth. I was going to say it's just like Petito, but at least yeah. Petito, so whenever there was like, like a clear, there's no media covering this. It's right. Like, 
No, there is. It's just you can't do a quick reblog about this because you you can get sued if you slip up even one word. You know, right? Well, but and so, the, but the thing about the potato thing too, the difference is is that like there's obviously a clear subject, whereas here it's like, is it Live Nation? Is it the victims? Is it what was going? It's like it, it is a multifaceted. Yeah. Uh, tragedy. I mean, it's not just like Timothy McVeigh came in with his shotgun, and and now we're talking about him. It's like this whole thing, yeah, is is really nebulous and weird. And, nebulous. and then, I mean, and it's like I'm I'm googling crowd collapse, and yeah. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> investigating to do for so many reasons around this the situation, just because it is so unbelievably I guess it feels so random yeah and but it does I don't think it feels random because he has he's been arrested twice before for inciting riots at his shows it's like well right which is also why it it feels random but it's not random which is again another problem to be investigated right and that's why the 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 term stampede is such a misnomer because no one was stampeding it like it might have started with people rushing the stage but it very quickly became out of control and everyone was trying to get out everyone in there was being crushed you know so like i don't know it's really it's really weird and and just scary and i think part of the reason why it's not getting a ton of coverage yet is because yeah like you said no one knows who to kind of blame and i think there's going to be lawsuits and that's when the big coverage is going to come out because did you see that the the family of the nine-year-old boy who was killed they refused Travis's offer to pay for the funerals. Oh, for the okay. funeral. I love and, to and hear that though, because saying, right, it's like, yeah, don't give us shit. You're we're coming yeah, for you. And like that's a way that in the lawsuit they won't be able to say, well, they took money for this because right now you see that going on with the Geesling trial. They're that's saying right. One of the, one of the girls, they're like, oh, well, you took $5 million in a settlement. And it's yep. like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that Gieselaine doesn't shouldn't go to jail. But like, right. that could be why. That was one of the things on my list to talk about with Gieselaine. So this is interesting that it all kind of like, this is an yeah. incredible prologue for what will be a fabulous episode. But it's it, it's interesting that there are these themes coming up right now. And, and it's funny, it's right on the cusp of, talk about cycles, the Gemini Sag eclipse cycle, community beliefs, And then the Taurus Scorpio cycle, money, resources, safety, values, and how they're actually not balanced. Yeah, it's scary. What we're in right now astrologically is like the seams are showing, right? Like, so this is a moment of showing the work. And it's ugly. It's messy. Nobody, it's like what we're saying. Like, you don't want to think of Marilyn Monroe as, wasn't even her fucking name, right? Right, her name was Norma, normal. But we don't want to know. We don't want to know. Since our last eclipse, what we're seeing is the work between eclipses. So our last eclipse was on November 18th. We have another eclipse tonight going into tomorrow. And eclipses, they're not normal full moons and new moons. There are fate points in the collective. And this is the last of a series of eclipses in Gemini and Sagittarius, which is all about Gemini community and understanding and learning. And Sagittarius, our beliefs, the professors, the teachers, the authorities, that has been going through a total a, a shift in collective awareness. And so, yeah, it is a dark week, hypothetically, but it's not dark like as in hopeless. It's dark as in showing the work. 
Right. That is so true. Like, let me just go through our rundown of stuff okay. that we're going to talk about. Great. The Travis Hulu documentary, that obviously was dark. The Travis Scott concert. Meghan Markle winning her legal appeal is not dark for Meghan. Uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, it's sort of hopeful because it's like someone is going to serve time for all of those crimes. So it is, like you said, it's a mix. And then, of course, there's the death of Virgil Abloh, which is just, just sad. Meghan and Harry were in some hot water because they lied to the royal court, not just their community of royal court members, but the actual right. court. What you have to keep straight is the fact that it's really confusing because, yes, they misled the court, but the thing that was being tried is not that. Do you know what I'm saying? So they won their appeal, meaning that the mail on Sunday is like guilty of invasion of privacy and copyright infringement. So basically, they did perjure themselves in court, but that's not what the issue is. Right, that's not the issue because we just found out they perjured themselves like a week or two ago. So time will tell if there's going to be an appeal or if there are going to be any charges brought for the possible perjury. But as of right now, Megan's got the upper hand again. She started this lawsuit in 2019 and she released a statement that included the phrase daily fail, which I thought was really funny. Okay, love Megs. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty that's good. where Megan's confusing because sometimes I'm like, God, I like can't stand this woman. Other times I'm like, she's one of us. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck. That's why I think I've come down to the conclusion that she just truly doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree you know? with that. Yeah, totally. So yeah, she won the appeal. So there could be an appeal again because the spokesperson for the newspaper company, Associated Newspapers, that publishes the Mail on Sunday said it is our strong view that judgment should be given only on the basis of evidence tested at trial and not on a summary basis in a heavily contested case. So they're going to appeal again and they're going to try to make it go to trial again. Okay. And I guess in a way that's good for Meghan and Harry because for whatever reason, I mean, look, whatever you want to say about Meghan, this bitch can handle the media. Like, I don't think she can. I think that's a whole issue. She has turned garbage into gold i was picking up weed the other day and he just had like the tv running and there was an old episode of deal or no deal that just happened to be on and we're like oh my god it's megan and it's like just thinking about what she has created out of fucking nothing even if she was like had an in in hollywood i don't know i just i do I agree feel like that. on some level this bitch can navigate the the waters of hollywood from to go from deal or no deal to royal expat is it's pretty awesome yeah i do really like that side of her she's a hustler yeah. but she doesn't admit that she's a hustler that's where she loses me she's like oh yeah i just you know i didn't even know who this guy was and it's like you majored in international relations you definitely knew who he was right <laughs> I don't think she is adept at handling the media because I don't think this lawsuit is a good idea because they're going to appeal again. It's already been three years. Like, and they're going to appeal it again. This is, it's, this is why people don't sue the press. Like, it's just going to be never ending. Why would you keep suing the press? Like, what are they getting out of this? They are able to say that they sued the British tabloids and won. And that is like a good, like, feather in their cap. Do you know what I mean? It's also very telling that they didn't sue saying that something published was untrue. They're so they that- sued saying you invaded our privacy. 
right, you shouldn't have published this letter that Megan wrote to her dad. And then the defense is she wrote it in such a way that she knew it was going to leak and she authorized her friends to talk about it. So at Mm. that point, it becomes public record. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of, you know, you can see both sides. There's emails and messages that have her saying, I know this is probably going to leak. So I need to publish it and to how it's going to look when it leaks. And then the fact that Streisand affected the whole thing by even having this lawsuit, no one would even remember that this letter happened if it hadn't turned into this like ongoing legal battle. But what do you think her like ultimate goal is? in this like if you're gonna start this party why like what ultimately like if, if they're like we won one 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 and it's over what's the ultimate goal here that's it I just think it's I think they're both really thin-skinned and they hate the British press and they want to have one up on them I literally think it's that simple okay so they truly are just like idiots I think so I think this is a very ill-advised case I think they should yeah. be focusing on building their careers release another podcast episode they've released right. they got right. so much money from Spotify and they released one podcast episode that was uh, like a bunch of people's voice notes strung together like uh, you do some other work like I don't know I just, just think do anyone- something it's like a little bit like yeah like do anything just do something yeah, like they yeah. have all this media money now they're friends with Oprah they're like living in Tyler Perry's mansion they're getting a lot of attention but like right for all of the things that they promised that they would do now that they're here in the US they're not they're not doing anything right they're called the only thing they're doing is like calling congress people and using their titles for bad reasons damn yeah they're misguided so we made a case two episodes ago and then further in the last episode and we even tried to do it at the moon that the end of this eclipse cycle was going to be the beginning of the end of the monarchy as we know it right and we were saying that ari is that patsy for the monarchy whether he likes it or not it's a part of his karma right kendall roy now the thing i wanted to say last week that i totally forgot the eclipse on november 18th was in taurus it was on Aries, Moon, North Node, and Ceres, the mother asteroid, in his fourth house of home, behind closed doors, secrets, childhood. It was exactly conjunct the fixed star, Algol. Algol, the fixed star, is the demon star of the Medusa constellation, representing what happened in Medusa? Beheading. Mm. Off with the heads. Rings a bell, right? So number one, the last eclipse, which was on Ari's soul and his destiny and his mother asteroid in his behind closed doors homeland fourth house was also exactly conjunct the off with their head star at the exact place of this eclipse. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to say. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, the second thing I want to say is in general, so so what we have coming up tomorrow, everybody come to the moon, it's going to be so fun, but what we have is the last of the Gemini Sagittarius solar eclipses. There is someone that I follow on Instagram, the fall backup, I love his work, shout out fall backup, and I quote, Solar eclipses are known as king slayers. In ancient times, they had a replacement king who ruled only on eclipses due to the high amount of tragedies that occurred during solar eclipses. Solar eclipses bringing tragedies to rulers still happens, so watch for it. And this solar eclipse in Sagittarius is directly on Aries, Uranus, famous in Uranus, Whoa, oops, sudden things happening that change everything. And Mars, fight, drive, aggression. In the 11th house, collective, groups, the internet. So, Harry, Harry's the patsy. Harry's the jizz lane of the monarchy. Mmm, what a bad thing to be. 
Really sad news on November 28th, they announced that Virgil Abloh died. He was a fashion designer. He was the designer for Louis Vuitton menswear, and he was the founder of Off-White. He also used to have this streetwear brand called Pyrex that was like a cult favorite. He was only 41. He had a rare aggressive form of cancer called cardiac angiosarcoma. Nobody knew besides like his closest confidants that he even was sick. So for people who don't know who Virgil is, he was just a real rising star in the fashion world. He was best friends with Kanye. He designed Hailey Bieber's wedding dress. I think he was going to be the next Karl Lagerfeld. I just think he was the GOAT. Yeah. I really, actually, my dream for life was for him to be in charge of Chanel one day because I just <gasps> think he would have been so good at like repurposing and recontextualizing all of the Chanel markers yeah. into a really cheeky thing. But Damn. it's very sad. He's gone. I don't know anything about Bob. From what I've seen posted about this guy post-mortem, he seemed like the fucking man. And looking at his chart right now, I don't know if you remember, but after the Libra new moon, there was a conjunction between Mars, Mercury, and the sun that basically was re... It was basically killing a Libra cycle in Mars and then restarting it. This happened, looking at his chart, right on his sun. So if I was going to make a bet... I would say around uh, like October, right after the new moon, he probably started going into some really critical conditions like that. That was probably when the, when the tables turned. The reason why I wanted to talk about him and his passing away is because I really think this is kind of the end of, I think it's the end of New York fashion for at least a little while. Whoa, damn. All right, shit. Yeah. Good for me. And- Good for me, but bad for all of you. <laughs> Now that I'm back in New York wearing only space trash gear with tissues in my nose, I feel like, all right, okay, I'll be New York fashion. I mean, like, you know, American fashion as a whole, I think, is dying with him. And it's going to need to have some sort of rebirth. I think this is like the beginning of the end of millennial coolness. Like, any hope that millennials have for being cool just took a very big hit because he was for sure the coolest millennial even if he might have been on the millennial gen x border no but like, he was still no i i count him as a he's the same age as britney and kim k we're all we're, we're a team we're a team exactly exactly i just think our glory days of like kanye beyonce jay-z everyone that was cool in the 2010s this is just okay that's over now like that made me realize i was like oh my god he basically designed all of kanye's best album covers we're toast and who's cool right now like what's interesting right now i don't no honestly the space trash podcast right but do you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah there's nothing really the the only current cultural thing that i'm really excited about is like succession (laughs) i don't know banksy is banksy so cool no Uh, that proves it. I have so many people in my feed posting from Art Basel, Art Basel, Miami. And I cannot believe yeah. the magazine that goes with Art Basel is that fucking pregnant woman Drake cover. Th- Are you talking mul- about the Drake album cover with the multiracial pregnant emojis? Yes. Okay. That was the art. That was the cover of the Art Basel Welcome magazine or whatever. You know, one of my uh, cousin's wives is a big art editor and, you know, she posted and it was just like, wow, how tired are we? Yeah. Everything is hack. Everything is boring. It's a bummer. If you had 
asked me three weeks ago, who's someone who actually has a level of fame and is cool? Because obviously there's subcultures and cool people that aren't that big, but someone who's actually interesting and cool and active right now, I would have said Travis Scott. But now now that's like his career is probably pretty much over. And I, I just, I don't know. I think- Do you think his career is over? Kind of, I don't think he's gonna live this down. Hulu released a documentary about Travis Scott, about the the whole concert and everything. I just found the reaction to this so interesting. The reason the reaction was so strong was because it was called Travis Scott Concert from Hell, which for all intents and purposes is a pretty literal title. But I understand where someone might think it was insensitive. But even worse, Hulu took a local ABC affiliates, like ABC Houston did an investigation, a local investigation that was played on the news. Hulu acquired it rebranded it and posted it so this was why is that wrong why is that that it's it's not that it's wrong to me it's again showing the seams why couldn't they have just said this was an abc houston news report right that's what they should have done that's what they should have done but because everything is so about like brand and capitalism and ownership it was like we'll take this and we'll rebrand it to a hulu concert from hell documentary special and it's like okay even if it's silly for it to have gone down the way that it did at the end of the day i would like to watch the special out of curiosity and i don't know if this would fall into the greed category but because hulu needed to own it and rebrand it and make it their own it became problematic because people were like how dare you call this the concert from hell there are victims that are not laid to rest right, but what about everybody who was posting on social media speculating about it non-stop the whole time and what about the fact that everyone's been bitching and moaning that the media is not covering it this well the right media covering it that's literally what this is it well but but but, but the media did cover it the media is covering it hulu the reason hulu's in trouble is because they tried to make it seem like this was like a special investigation as if it was I don't like think the, that's true i disagree completely because i just feel like if they had said abc houston affiliate reports it would not have been an issue and everybody would get to watch right but the thing is it's the same content so what right. does it matter if they change the name of it why is it bad to do a documentary it's, a documentary is a form of journalism i fucking like, love documentary i wasted all of my money in my 20s on trying to make documentary i i, I love i absolutely love documentary but to me, the reason this punishment is happening is more meta. It's more zoomed out than that. Which well, is I that- think it's just because people are really stupid, I have to say. <laughs> people assume since it's on Hulu that it's affiliated with the Kardashians, which I'm yes. sure- Yes. It's not because the Kardashians want to pretend this never happened. They're not trying to, uh, they're not trying to get more attention onto this. Second of all, because it's on Hulu and I'm looking at it right now. It has the ABC logo. People like it says local news on the thing. Like it's a news show. There is nothing wrong with reporting the news. It's not capitalizing on something to report the news. But the second reason why I think people flipped out is because a lot of these people are really young. They've probably not seen that many documentaries and maybe the only one they've ever seen is Fire Festival. And that was on Hulu. And so they're assuming that documentary means funny retelling of current event. And it's like, no, it's literally just presenting facts. Like a lot of the time it's very editorialized and shows a certain point of view. But how can you condemn this when you haven't even seen it yet? Well, I mean, I do think it's safe to say that it is facts that like concert from hell isn't actually being cutesy. It's the concert from hell. 
Right. Also, I mean, for some reason to me, the most tasteless thing is the fonts and the art. <laughs> I don't know why. But to me, that's what's, sen- that's what's sensationalizing is like yeah. this shaky all caps font. You don't need to do that. You don't need to really market this as hard as you're marketing it. Let's go Times New Roman on this one. Like that, I, I will say that. <laughs> and I think for some That's reason, funny, the fact Molly. that it was on Hulu made people mad, which blows my mind. If it was branded as CNN or 2020 or MSNBC, if it was the exact same content, no one would have gotten angry. And that's why 100%. I think that people are really stupid. Like I yeah. understand being like, it's too soon, but also it's, like I said, it's a documentary. And I also think that the issue is, is that like, let's just say that it has been underreported or the media has undercovered this event. I guess undercover is the wrong thing, but the issue is what everybody is saying is like, this is in poor taste. Fine. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's the also, fonts I'm that sorry. are in What's in poor taste is the fact that it happened. That's exactly what I was about to say. There's actual grieving involved, even if we didn't know anyone. I mean, the amount of times that it came up on my coaching calls during the week following mm-hmm. was significant. It was notable. Everybody on some level was affected by this tragedy. It was supposed to be a, a hometown show, a good time hometown show. And we all thought about what would we have done in that situation or how could this have happened or who's to blame. On the one hand, sure, maybe there's a quote unquote lack of media coverage. On the other hand, there is a lack of awareness, I think, of how to handle grief and how to yeah. mourn. And so what happens is when something like this comes out and then instead of it just being like flat, Hulu has has gotten the rights to an ABC local Houston news report. The, the minute that it looks like Hulu has done it again and made a, a salacious doc about this thing and is trying to capitalize, which actually isn't necessarily the case, we take our shit out on them because there is no one to take our shit out on. It's because that's why everyone hates journalists. That's why everyone shoots the messenger. You're literally right, right. shooting the messenger. Right. You are saying... Oh, how dare you tell this story? The telling of the story is not the bad part. 100%. The story happening is the bad part. It's like a few years ago, Natasha Leggero, who's a comic, if people don't know, did the New Year's Eve thing, um, you know, in New York with the ball dropping. And she made a joke about how veterans can't chew. And all these people. (laughs) That's so funny. I know all these people flipped out. They got like all these nasty letters sent to the network. And her response was, I am not sorry. If you're angry about the way that veterans are being treated, yep. that has nothing to do with my joke. Yep. You should take it up with, you know, the whoever, the, the veteran. Government. The government. The government. Yeah. But but it, it goes to show that, right, I, I could not agree more. And, it, it, it you know, look, you guys listening, a lot of stuff gets cut from this pod. And Molly and I go back and forth on, like, can we keep this in? Can we not? But I, I constantly am erring on the side of, look, I'm not saying something that is, you know, flagrantly, you know, sexist or racist or upsetting just for the sake of it. I'm saying th- the fact is it's true. And sure, it might be upsetting or or countercultural or insensitive, but at the end of the day, the fact that Natasha Leggero is making a joke that actually feels hurtful means that there's a fucking problem. Right, and the problem's not the joke. No, and, like- and, and in fact, the reason we're even all talking about this problem, maybe for the first time as a collective, is because of the joke. Exactly, exactly. And this documentary, you know, not everyone, I have a stand-up joke about how like last year in the George Floyd protests, not everyone was reading the infographics on 
on Instagram. <laughs> and like not everyone was like, quote unquote, doing the work. And right. not everyone in the days following this concert was knee deep in TikTok footage of the concert. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand or fully know what happened. Mm-hmm. They don't know that it was like people don't have the details. So there's nothing wrong with giving people the details. It drives mm-hmm. me crazy. But I do that- think that the reason that Hulu is in trouble is because it's, it's not Hulu's fault. I'm not mad at Hulu. But the reason that they're under fire is because, you know, give them an inch. It's like, don't make it extra. Don't sensationalize this. Because it's sensational as it is. If they had just stopped before they rebranded yeah. in service of their company, there wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. I still just think everyone's stupid. Listen to this comment. We need names. Who directed and produced this documentary? They maybe take some ethics classes while they're well, at it. Well, yeah, but, yeah but, that, but in a way, that's Hulu's fault because Hulu is like, new Hulu doc. It's like, no, this was the news department in Houston that was covering the news. Yeah, but why is it bad if it's Hulu? Hulu it's not bad if it's Hulu. Every but it's, type of content under the sun. Yeah, but it's not bad if it's Hulu. Th- that's not a fair criticism. Hulu didn't make the doc. Right, exactly. It's all misinformation, but that's what I'm saying. It's just misplaced upset. It's misplaced people who don't have a place to take out their collective rage or their collective complaints. Yeah. Also, part of it is people, like on the Diet Prada thing, it drove me insane because, so Diet Prada, for people who don't know, is like a fashion watchdog Instagram account. And it is truly one of the worst offenders (laughs) when it comes to like promoting cancel culture. Just Pick, nitpicking things that people do and being like this person needs to be canceled this per-. and that's what that comment was calling for that the director and producer need to be like canceled and it's like you're talking about someone who works for a houston abc news affiliate and is probably making like 50 grand a year the the diet prada thing that drives me insane is like okay the point that you're making is that this is in poor taste and it could hurt people's feelings mm-hmm. if that's what you truly believe why would you then blast it out to your million followers? Wow. Because you want clout. You're using the tragedy to get clout just as much as you're accusing Hulu of doing it. Well, that's at least exactly Hulu right. Was, at least Hulu was informing people. At least this documentary was explaining a situation. This is just like Diet Prada is truly just outrage mongering. I can't stand that shit. And like they also really funny. They posted this tweet that a guy googled how long does it take to make a documentary and then the answer is it typically takes two to three months and they are and then Diet Prada reposts the google result that it takes two to three months to make a documentary as if that's the biggest like gotcha well that's where it's like at the end of the day when we're talking about like the collapse of the monarchy and the collapse of capitalism and the collapse of society I think the other thing that we're going to start to see is the collapse of this quote unquote influencer culture because at the end of the day like you and I we have these like Capricorn chips on our shoulders where it's like I don't understand we can do long form entertainment content without being recognized and it's like oh why aren't we influencers because we're not marketing 
We're not the marketing department. Micro content is micro penis is micro marketing that actually is getting to the fastest reaction point of the population. So it's like, that's why the best case scenario for the bachelors and the bachelorettes, you know, the contestants is to become an influencer because they got nothing. They have yeah. no fucking talent. And so the best thing that you can do is share that now you're rich and this is the tooth whitening paste that you use to whiten your teeth or whatever. Diet Prada, Fat Jewish, like all these accounts that we go, wow, are they the real comedian? Are they the real talents? Why do they have so many followers and influence and not me? It's like, because everything is getting shuffled around. They're not the talent. They're the marketing department. And and from the beginning of time, the marketing department has been unethical and not responsible for the messages that they send and are actually totally manipulating the public in order to make money, period. Yeah, exactly. And I think part of the reason people got so angry when they saw this documentary is because we are now primed to assume that all of our content that we take in on any streamer is going to be stupid as hell. It's like the reason why sometimes if you have a really spicy joke, it's not worth even trying it on Twitter because everyone is watching chaos and like crazy shit, you know, like it's just, they're not being primed for jokes. People who are watching Hulu aren't being primed for serious news. They're like, oh, I have the freaking Jen Shaw documentary. I'm watching this funny fire festival documentary. And now this tragedy is going to be covered on here. And they're just not even using their brains to understand that like, hey, if you watch it, you'll see. Look, as somebody who watched Jen Shaw, I watched the Firefest. The Jen Shaw was much more upsetting than the Firefest because anybody who was buying a ticket to the Firefest or whatever and then ended up eating fucking cheese sandwiches in hostel cabins in the middle of the fucking Caribbean is sort of funny and it's like you guys are okay you're not like hurt. Right. But actually that's the what's Gen- the perfect that's why Firefest was the perfect media event because yeah, you were yeah. allowed to laugh at the misfortunes of all these rich hot people. 100%. And we never get to laugh at them. Right. So that's right. why when, everyone- when Yacht Week is embarrassed we all get a little bit of a a thrill. Yeah. That's why everyone was like so happy to see all right. those people get their comeuppance. Nobody's hurt. Now the Jen Shaw documentary, which I did watch last night, you know, it's not like it gave us any like big time new info, except that it did explain how she ended up being tracked by the feds. And it did give some interviews with people who had been victim to this racket and it is very sad I mean when you have 90 year old women talking about how they took all their money it's really sad it I mean it's not really really sad it's not it's not concert from hell sad but it is you know it's it's painful it's like oh Jen fuck you you know but when we're talking about the Travis Scott concert we are talking about people who have not been buried yet and kids nine-year-olds and 15-year-olds and 22-year-olds who were just having a night on the town and so I understand where it could on first brush it could appear to be tacky on whatever level because there's really nothing funny about it. This isn't about the people in the comment section thinking that documentaries inherently have bias. Right, 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 right. But these right. people are so stupid. Some right, of them thought right, that right. Travis Scott made this documentary. There were comments that were like, <laughs> oh, why would they let Travis do this? Like, oh my oh, typical, god, Travis is making more money. This is the level of stupidity. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right, right, right. What are it's we fighting even about? about right? It's about like the fact that it existed at all, no matter what it was called. Yeah. Documentary is too big a word for these people. That's what pisses me off so much about Diet Prada. It's like they literally live to spread outrage about things that will never affect any of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do I need to know that there is like a racist clothing designer that has only sold like 12 socks? <laughs> I don't I don't need to know. And if I yeah. find out through Diet Prada, I'm going to be thinking about it probably once a week for the next couple months just because that's the way <laughs> my brain works. 
we're following the trial of Gislein. I love to say it like she's like an old Nazi, but I also love to call her Gislein, as in J-I-Z-Z Lane. She's the the Lane of Jizz for Jeffrey Epstein, and I do think that Gislein on trial is uh, incredibly important for the culture, and her astrology is fascinating as we sort of begin this trial. Now, Molly, from your journalistic point of view, what do you want to tell the people before I dive into the fucking astrology of Gislein? Um, well, I do want to say that I'm really enjoying this Instagram account that White Girl Witness sent us at uh, Trial Tracker, which is following. Oh, I lo- oh, I'm loving Trial Tracker. Yeah, it's really good. I do have one little beef with Trial Tracker, which is that they they say in one of in their bio or somewhere it's like the things the media isn't covering and then half their shit is screenshots from the New York Times and I'm like <laughs> what do you why what are, why are we all so stupid? Why are we so stupid? It makes me really sad, but I need to get over it. I really need to get over this because it's going to be forever. People are that stupid. I guess I think that the issue is, is that like, it's not that people are stupid. It's that that it's that everyone is confused. Like the media has been bastardized by the, by the corporate elite for sure and as we as a collective start to turn against the corporate elite it's confusing where you know if you look at like that's why I was like let me let's not only look at the chart of Ghislaine maybe we can save it for another time but like Peter Thiel let's take a look at Peter Thiel's chart because this guy is the billionaire behind like if you look at the list of things that Peter Thiel has backed it's like Facebook Spotify PayPal he ruined Gawker he ruined Gawker number one offense okay and it's just like everything that this guy is involved with on some level when you realize that he's involved with this higher 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 level corporate media empire it's like okay yeah you could you could say that everything is evil sure but that's where it's like when it comes down to like the vax or or the media or whatever at the end of the day whether the corporate overlords are in fact evil and controlling everything there are human beings that went to school for journalism or that has spent their lives being immunologists who are actually doing their best so it it, you know i think it's a very i think it's very fuzzy very well said very well said oh thank you good i'm really riffing out here but it's like it's very fuzzy as to when we're looking to point fingers and who's to blame the media is a very easy target because obviously we all watch Succession. It's obviously owned by the Murdochs and the Peter Thiels and the big money, but it also is, you know, it's made up of a, you know, large groups of just fucking regular ass human beings who are actually doing their best to report. And don't want to be covering the stories that you shit on and call clickbait. Like, they Mm -hmm. want to be doing real journalism. Also, media is such a useless term now. It really means barely anything at this point. Right, I mean, Diet Prada is media. Right. It's like, if you think you're not media, then I hope you don't have an Instagram account. Yep. Because that's media. Like, if you're, like, living in a cave and, I don't know, whatever, but... So what interests you about this trial? I'm not that into it because you know me. You know my perspective on this particular genre of evil is just, ugh. I don't want to know more about it. I want to know more about how I can avoid uh, crowd collapse because that (laughs) seems a little more realistic. Certainly. When when it comes to the, the eternal grind 
of young people being chewed up and spit out by Mm -hmm. elites for their own sexual gratification, that to me feels insurmountable. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a a tough pill to swallow, a a large mountain to climb, okay? Mm -hmm. To me, the reason that it's interesting is, again, not to over-potato this, but from an astrological perspective, this has been fascinating to track because at the end of the day, Ghislaine, like Harry, is to me, when I look at the chart and when I look at this whole story, whether or not, I mean, obviously she herself is in fact evil, but she's a patsy. She is a patsy for the people that she has worked for, the father that she was raised with. The you know one one could argue, and I imagine that the defense will argue that she is a victim as much as anybody is. And on some level, when I'm looking through a completely compassionate lens of love and light, I agree. Now, and I said this at the but, beginning. I said this at the beginning. Everybody was mad at me because I was like, I have some compassion for Ghislaine. But I know I don't think she deserves to get off the hook. But I understand her demented psychology. And when I look at her chart, I understand it even more. But do you think, and I think that is the defense that her, that Absolutely. her lawyers are going to use. And I think it's very cynical. And I don't think it's accurate. Because, well, whether it's accurate or not, or not, I don't know. But I do know that if she were a man, if she was Epstein's little bestie, we wouldn't be saying that. Well, like she was Esteem's little bestie. She was just she's just a woman. So now she's right. So we fall. assume this level of victimhood that I don't think is there, and I don't think exonerates her at all. And I don't have pity for her because she knew what she was doing. Well, the thing is, is that like at a certain point, this is where it's really important that we just like provide better help services for the youth as they are. Uh, coming up in the world because what happens is like if you are completely like chopped up and twisted as a child and you don't do your healing what ends up happening is you end up chopping up and twisting the children and this is what we're seeing here right we got a chopped and screwed version of elite you know politics in globally right but but you could say even the same thing about Epstein. You could be like, oh, well, clearly he suffered from mental health issues. I mean, except you can't. Well. Except you can't because actually Epstein uh just grew up as like a poor Brooklyn Epstein's a different story because Epstein grew up as like a Bay Ridge Coney Island Brooklyn kid who just desired wealth and fame and he swindled his way I mean even when you hear about the Epstein stuff and it was like people people remember him from working at what was the school was it Spence he worked at one of the big private schools in New York yeah he was like a teacher He was known as like the cool teacher and was like showing up at the high school parties. And this guy obviously on whatever level, multiple levels, was sick, right? Was a sick person who, again, not to exonerate him, but I think he's like pure evil, right? Now, Ghislaine is a different story because Ghislaine was raised in the same way that you might be able to defend Prince Andrew. Ghislaine was raised in a completely demented, money-obsessed household, lost all of her money, found a way to maintain her lifestyle by way of Jeffrey Epstein, who needed her and she needed him in order to not just go to the poorhouse, LOL. And, and, and the way that she, I mean, when you, when you watch the document, there is a documentary. Again, it's a good one. I don't mean to be. Oh, where is it? It is, where would I watch it? It's really good. Um, 
I think it was on, was it on ABC? It was a three, I'll send you a link. There was a three, and I can be put it in the comments. There was a three-part documentary on the story of Gisline. And I found her to be, again, I'm not saying exonerate her. I think she's going to go down on behalf of the collective. Now, what I think the danger is with Gisline is that they're going to use her, especially because she's a woman. They're going to use her to either, either she's going to go down and get blamed and they're going to say, hands are clean. We got geese lane, which means that now the world is safe again, and that's there a are lie. No investors left, right? And, and and in fact, if I mean, I, I wanted to get Seth here on the pod, but I was in Florida. My friend Seth was there, and he's done a lot of work within the sort of government agency world. And you know, Epstein wasn't working on his own. Epstein wasn't like, you know what? I'm just going to become a billionaire pedophile. No, he was right. working for the deep state, and it's not just the U.S. It's the it's the it's the Aquarian deep state of Still like no one knows how he really made his money well it's like technically wexler the guy who invented uh victoria's secret gave him a ton of money but what actually was going on that's why like the whole flight log thing is sort of um well it's it's like people were just randomly giving him millions of dollars well and what we're that's finding out a- but what we're finding out now is that it's not that people were randomly giving him millions of dollars. It's that he was blackmailing people. And so right. part of his whole, he, he found a way to use his mental illness of being an, a fucking pedophile to his advantage, which was to say, hey, yeah, I'll do the fucking dirty work. Not only will you fund my lifestyle, but I'm going to get all of everybody's money. And I'm going to protect deep state. Not, it's not countrywide. It's global secrets. And I'm going to, so it's like when we look at that flight log, I mean, look, this is not a good example, but like when you look at the flight log, who was like one of the most traveled people on Lolita Airlines? Fucking Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey gay. Kevin Spacey wasn't fucking little girls. He fucking likes little boys. I'm I not know. Saying- I said to you that I don't think everyone who's affiliated with him knew necessarily about this. I, I, I think that they may have known on some level, but I don't think that they're all guilty of participating. I think that what happens is once you know about what he's doing, then you are guilty by association. Guilty by association. Therefore, you are going to protect him to protect yourself. And then you're involved in something that you shouldn't have been involved in in the first place. And the reason Gislaine is so interesting is because that was her role. I mean, the whole thing with Gislaine is that there are pictures of Gislaine. Seth was telling me that like part of Gislaine's job was to make sure she got a picture with every single person that has ever been on the Lolita Express or to the island or to any of his homes because yeah. that was part of the larger blackmail scheme. So we have all we have pictures of Gislaine with everybody. And that was her role. Her role yeah. was to go, okay, I will protect my money by making sure that all of these people can go down with us if we're going down. And at the end of the day, it has way less to do with pedophilia and sexual sexual crimes as it has to do with long-term, large-scale manipulation of the public in service of the money staying in, you know, the money staying in the hands of the people with money. That's ultimately what it's all, all about. And that's why ultimately we are going to see a major shift in the collective and our relationship with capitalism and our relationship with quote unquote money. Because if at the end of the day, in order for everybody to keep their money, we have to rape little girls and then, and then blackmail celebrities 
something is not right. <laughs> it's like right. And also like, how many jets do you really need? I also think this is the end of like hashtag believe all women, even though that was already on the way out. This is the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Gislaine is a woman, her lawyer is a woman, and she's casting doubt on every single witness's statements. Yep. It's very crazy to watch. And I did always think Believe All Women was a little bit much. Didn't I've you? never I've never been a Believe All Women fan. I do not believe all women. Yeah, because first of all, there are also people that are victims of sexual assault who aren't women. A thousand percent. And there's also like women who perpetrate it. I think if you are like one of the one of the things that Gislaine's lawyer was saying to one of the girls is, oh, you already got like five million dollars of a settlement from Epstein. So like implying that she wanted money. And to that, I say, you, why wouldn't she want more money? You ruined her life like and then they were making it like it's her mom's fault. And it's like, yeah, I hope she gets fucking money from her mom, too. I hope everybody that let this happen to her has to give her money because there's nothing else even close that could nothing can come close to like fixing what she went through totally and 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 actually the reason that she's testifying now isn't to get more money it's to get justice it's actually a justice seeking it's like if she doesn't if she doesn't testify then it actually makes it seem like the money was enough Exactly. Exactly. You you just can't win when it comes to this kind of thing because people are always going to doubt you and they're always going to be. And you've already lost. You've already lost. You've lost your fucking childhood. Right. Exactly. I, I really started to really get freaked out when, um, do you remember when Asia Argento, do you know who she is? She yes. was one of the Weinstein accusers. And she right, was dating- right. Oh, right, right. She was Bourdain's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she was dating Anthony Bourdain right before he died. And it came out that she actually statutory raped yes. a kid yes. who she had like a mother-daughter relationship with. Yep. And sh- there were photos. No, I think it was mother-son. I think it was a boy. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. There- it was a young boy. Yeah, there were photos. She had like a teacher. Team. She had like a, te- a hot teacher thing with a, with a little boy. She had been his director in a film. She directed him when he was a child and he was still young when this happened. And, you know, she had pictures of them post-coital on her Instagram up until the moment that he made the the accusation. So bad. And this pissed me off because no one covered it because it was like really an inconvenient narrative because she was the her and Rose McGowan were like the faces of the me too movement. And it turns out she's a predator as well. And then when you say, Oh, well, people who are preyed on become predators. I'm like, I don't care. I don't feel bad for her. Like she made a conscious choice to make herself the face of this movement, knowing that she had done this to, to this kid. Well, that's where it's also like, look, I'm not saying that people who, that we should excuse adult victims who become predators but I am saying that if we're going to heal as a collective long term it does help to identify the difference between somebody who is like to me Epstein is a sick person obviously Ghislaine is also sick but if you look at the track record of of how she was raised it's actually like She's a part of a larger karmic story where she's the Ari of the monarchy. It's like Harry and Will aren't actually necessarily money-hungry, boring-ass, elitist white people. They have no choice. Yeah. 
And right. Harry married a biracial girl from the U.S. and became an expat, so he feels like he's different. And it's like, no, you're not different. But he has yeah. no context. He has no way of knowing that. I feel like that's sort of where Geeslane is also the sort of figurehead of the this movement where she's going to act as the patsy that's going to get taken down, quote-unquote taken down, because it's part of her long-term karma. Whereas what's going to end up happening is, like, it's not going to actually... The worst case scenario is that, like, she goes down, but then it doesn't actually change any of the more nefarious back end, behind closed doors, power hungry, you know, moguls at play here because yeah. it's like, oh, good. Well, Ghislaine went down. Now we can keep fucking around and blackmailing people and using kids to do it. Oh. Right. I do agree she's going to be used as a scapegoat legally yeah. and that that's what, yeah, totally. Other people out there doing exactly the same thing right now that will never see justice. But I don't think she's just a patsy because I just think she has such a pattern of making these choices to do yeah, yeah. the absolutely most despicable thing over and over and over. She was absolutely. also having sex absolutely. with some of these girls. Oh, she absolutely was. I mean, that's Disgusting. when you read. You no, know, when you read the the. That's why, yeah. Thank you, Wiker Witness. Uh, when you read the trial tracker, you know, stories or whatever, all of the girls are saying like, yeah, Gislaine, Gislaine would join us too, and like, no, she was absolutely sick herself, and she yeah. was a total fucking liar, a total fucking I asshole, a total as- fucking abuser. She is just as bad as Epstein, but the reason she's going down, and he gets to kill himself in his in his cell after he's been fucking incarcerated. He's been indicted multiple times before this. Nobody gives a fuck. Does mm. come down on some level to sexism. And hold on, I gotta close this window. Now there's like construction. I fucking hate New York. But do you know what I'm I saying? It's New like New York. I wish I was there. I love it like hypothetically. But I will say too that like, like this is where the charts become really interesting because Ghislaine's chart, it's like her karmic purpose overall is to be the example for the collective. Straight up. Well, I think, though, that all of this, I don't know if it's internalized misogyny or if it's, like, just the truth of the way that the genders behave, but I find it not funny. Funny is definitely the wrong word, but interesting that, like, if she had never met Epstein, she probably just would have been, like, your garden variety white-collar criminal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, I absolutely. Absolutely. She had it in her. She had this kind of disgustingness in her. But if if someone hadn't unlocked it, she would have just been like some kind of really evil secretary that embezzled or something. Well, here's the thing, right? The evil that we're talking about, the white collar criminal that we're talking about, it isn't actually anybody's person. What it is is money. Yeah. If she all if she hadn't been born to a fake billionaire who upon his death the family realized was worth nothing and they actually were in debt like the Maxwell publishing empire was fake so he dies they all think whatever so we're succession rich and then they're not so no matter what she was going to sell her soul because her soul was pre-sold to money not anybody in particular or not any it's it, it's not her it's the, the 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 biggest infection in our culture is capitalism period yeah but because also maybe like being a con artist is genetic too well well being a con artist and i think also just putting your survival into a category as more but here's the thing though when we're talking about survival you and i what our our version of survival is different than what a ex-billionaire's 
idea of survival is. All she cared about the minute that her father died was maintaining her wealth and class. That's it. So, yes, she no matter what would have ended up being a white-collar criminal to whatever degree. If we want to, can I, can I show you the chart real quick? Yes. I also want to say something funny that I noticed that I've been thinking about with Succession because we were both just saying how um, we think Succession is like the only good, I mean, I think Succession is the only good media right now. I think it's, it's so fucking good. I, I couldn't love it more. I think part of the reason for that is because we have permission to enjoy them being terrible people because in our heads, they're the terrible capitalists. And it's like, can we just like let ourselves also be a little more terrible? Can we let, can we like let our like liberal media that has liberal and progressive people in it? Like, can we have fun? Can we just fucking have fun? Because everything has to be so like buttoned up and perfect and tick every box now and, and be well, like I think perfectly that that's progressive. I think that's why succession is so fun though, because it's like on the one, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of making the same case that I'm making for Gislaine, which is that like, okay, we can all agree that like of all the children, Shiv is probably like our favorite, but it's like, at the end of the day, we totally understand where she has no choice, but to go along with her family's corrupt media empire, because that is what, not only is that how she was raised, but like, that's what she has. She doesn't have anything else. And I just think it's funny how like the, the succession fan base is like the wokest New York media liberals. And it's like, yeah. you guys were, if, if someone was behaving like this in real life, you would be pretending that you hate them and that you're aghast by it. Well, and in fact, they are it. behaving like this in real life and they are, right. pre- this is, this is literally, I mean, I, isn't the show, I think the show has been identified as being uh, based off the Murdochs. Yeah, exactly. And just any big media family. And I, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Do you think it's funny that everyone's yeah. obsessed with it? And it's so against like the morals that we're all supposed to be like proclaiming to have. Well, I think it's just like everything is everything, which is like, you know, we all love it because it's so real and we all get to hate these characters that we hate. But and yet there's nothing in the we don't hate Shiv we don't hate you know we hate Kendall now because he's going against his evil father in a dumb way it's like I think it does a I think like the meta reason why it's such a great show is it's like it's really like like displacing our psyches very um very covertly to to the place where we actually love fuck off we love Logan Logan beats Kendall and it's I like, love Logan. I love Logan from day one. I never liked Kendall. When people would be like thirst trapping over or thirsting over Kendall on Twitter and stuff, I was like, what are they seeing? I think Dude, he's such this a is little why this is why I'm off Twitter. This is why I'm off fucking Twitter. Yeah. I cannot handle any like pro Kendall associations. That's ridiculous. No, Logan's obviously dude, but then it's like, why do we and respect Roman. Roman too, but also just such a funny character. But it's like Logan is at the end of the day, kind of what we're talking about, where he's like representing capitalism. He's coming from this a, a very he he's a poor guy who built an empire based on lies and and and, and abuse of power. But we like him for it, whereas we can easily hate his kids for it, even though they have no actual choice in the matter. But, mm-hmm. but you know, so it, I think it's just a really fun way of showing us this mirror of our collective psyches that are so damaged because of what money has done to skew our idea of right and wrong. Totally. All right, tell me about Gislaine's chart. Gislaine! Okay, so 
few things I'm going to point out and I won't have this take forever. First of all, can you see here? So the green on the outside is the current transits. The actual chart is this little pizza pie. Right now we have Saturn, the planet of restrictions, rules, uh, boundaries, lessons, sitting directly to the degree on her midheaven. That's her legacy. Number one, she's incarcerated. Number two, she has a lack of mobility in terms of her legacy and her career. We are trying to figure out what the lessons are. She is going to be held accountable. That is a perfect Saturn conjunct midheaven, if I've ever seen it. Okay. Oh my God, she's a Capricorn? She's a Capricorn and she's oh an no. eighth house. Well, it's okay. That, that's what I'm saying. For us, we're we're nouveau Capricorn. We're the we're the future leaders. But old Capricorns are evil. We're just Her not old enough. Her and Kellyanne, exactly. Capricorn is the feminine sign that is ruled by Saturn, Daddy. And at the end of the day, Daddy has been corrupt. Daddy is a uh, you know Mr. Maxwell. You oh, know, shit. I mean, How poetic. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, also, if we look at where daddy is in her chart, it's at 28 degrees Capricorn. So she also has a Saturn in Capricorn. It's in the ninth house of higher learning, collective lessons, things that we're all going to, um, things that we're all going to, like she's actually standing, she's acting as our teacher. She's acting as our collective teacher. And what we see here is her Capricorn sun and Mercury are in the eighth house. Anybody that has heavy eighth house, myself included, eighth house is like the underside of power. Eighth house is the Scorpio house. It's other people's resources. It's other people's um, fame and money. And it's sort of doing a lot of directing behind the scenes that nobody is ever going to know about. But ultimately, it's like a hardcore power source. So for Lane to be the Capricorn mother public responsible for doing the dirty work of all of these really dark capitalist um, men who are playing into this system of keeping the money is in her chart. Her Mars is also at zero degrees Capricorn. So what we're seeing here is like, you know, starting in, I mean, honestly, Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008. So since then, she's going down. But more specifically, in 2017 to 2020 when the nodes were going through Cancer and Capricorn, that's when all of this stuff started to be really fucking revealed. And she and Epstein both were indicted and went to prison. And and it's because there is a there has been a wipeout of Capricorn. And Pluto is now at 26 degrees Capricorn. It hasn't even reached her Saturn yet. So over the next... Um, two years as Saturn, as Pluto finishes its move through Capricorn, there will be a final answer. What is your final answer? There will be a final answer about Ghislaine and her fate and what the lesson is overall. But as Wait, of right now- am I going to have a final answer too, since I'm a Capricorn? Well, no, but we might have like a, we might have a reemergence where it's like, ah, now the palette has been cleansed. The true goats can keep leading people to the top of the mountain, which without it being an actual, like, there's an explicit warning on this, you know. Good. I need a friggin' reemergence. It's been like four years. Yeah, no, we're reemerging. I told you, we're good. We're we're in the right, we're Capricorns in the right here. But I think that it's not a coincidence that right now, and you know, and and the other thing that's happening is that um, Uh, Venus 
is now moving through Capricorn. Venus on December 18th is going to go retrograde, but it's going to meet up first with right here, exactly with Pluto, and then it's going to go retrograde. So it's going to move back into her eighth house, exposing more secrets, exposing more details. Until March, I don't think that there's going to be any sort of resolution to the Ghislaine trial. I think as every time we think it's about to be wrapped up, there's going to be some other secret that comes out. And I think low-key that is her playing her part. I think that this is her role. She was born for this. She was born to be the example that is made in public to actually change the system's long term. I also think it's really interesting that right what now... What can people look out for in their chart to know if they have this Ghislaine syndrome of being the example that's being made in public. Well, if you've done anything to like, you know, if you've raped children or had to do with... No, 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 astrologically. (laughs) I mean, astrologically, it's a soul thing. I mean, look, there's always a dark side and a light side. She could also have... This chart could have exposed her father and the empire and Epstein... Uh, on purpose this chart could have had this had a completely different fate had she actually i mean her 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 ascendant her rising is in uh gemini right so she is responsible for being the face of just speaking to the public where's her mercury that's what that's what rules this chart ah her mercury is with her son in the eighth house in capricorn if she had used her mercury in a healed way she would have said whoa i'm gonna make bank if I want bank, on writing a tell-all about the secrets that I saw from behind closed doors as the child of an, a conglomerate who was corrupt. But no, she actually chose. That's where fate she or free will does. Side. She chose to be dark side. The easier choice was to go, mm, you know what? My daddy introduced me to Epstein a couple of years ago. I wonder if I could check in with him and see if he needs me for anything. And as a result, I will get to just live fat rich again and do whatever he needs me to do because that's how I was raised. That's what she did. Uh, first thing I want to say is I love that one of your open tabs right now is that you were Googling the word media. <laughs> I pulled it up while we were talking about it before. I was like, what is the actual definition? The main means of you, because I told you the word comedy has the same root as the word for media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I was thinking just like me and memes, because how do we, yeah. I was kind of connected to dark, to diet Prada, but LOL. That probably <laughs> does have a connection because meme comes from like mimesis and mimetic. So oh. I'll Google, I'll, I'll figure it out. But anyway, okay. Love. my second question is, let's say hypothetically, Someone wanted to get just like a smidgen of the dark side of their chart just to get a little competitive edge. Like not to. Yeah, uh, man. Not to assault anyone. Eighth house. Not to commit a crime. But how can we channel like whenever we're talking about these super evil people, I'm like, if I had like 1% of the balls that they have to just be out here doing crazy shit, like, like, like um, Bernie Madoff, like Mm -hmm. if he had just pants a little bit more you probably could have just had a great life like how can you how can you find that little bit of darkness in your chart and use it to your advantage as long as you're not hurting anyone well the first thing I'll say and actually as you speak I'm gonna pull up your chart right now because you and I both have uh something that is helpful in that area so the first thing that I would look at when I'm looking at hmm where is there like secret criminal activity potential in the chart, it's the eighth house. That's why even when I look at Ghislaine's chart, I'm like, oh shit. It's the eighth house and the twelfth house where we are actually dealing with secrets, okay? So the eighth house represents secrets that we 
consciously keep. It is our power that we can either use to become more intimate with others or ourselves, or we can use it to exploit others. So for example, Molly Mulshine, you and I both have our Mars in the eighth house. You have your Pluto and your Mars in the eighth house in Scorpio. This is the the home sign of Scorpio, okay? So for you, if you actually were going to be an asshole, okay, if you were actually going to be an asshole and you weren't raised so well, thank you, Andy, fabulous work, but if you weren't raised, if you were raised in a different way, um, you might be somebody who is, like, like, for all the ways that you think that you're, like, driven by the desire for money or the desire for fame, you're not. If you actually were obsessed in the way that you can comedy claim to be, with money and power and becoming a housewife, what you would actually do is use all of your knowledge. Your time at Galore would have been enough to figure out how to Mars, Pluto, get yourself into the geese lane position of whatever world you were a part of, right? You could have gotten into bed with some really powerful people had you not had such a good conscience or had you not had such a strong sense of beliefs or morals or just a sister and parents that you love and Sheila right? If you actually had, if you didn't have such a stable home life, and and I'm not saying it was that stable, but I'm saying if you hadn't, if you hadn't been raised the way that you were, it's totally possible that you would be an abs, I mean, this, your chart could be abusive for all intents and purposes, because the truth is you do have knowledge of the inner workings of things. That is why you're interesting to hear from when we talk about media and politics and journalism, because it's like, oh shit. So people know You know, okay, I think if I, I was just thinking this this week about the connections that I have and the experience that I have that I don't exploit in terms of the good version of exploit. And I'm like, why do I not do that? Why do I not email the people that I've been in contact with in the past who are like running TV shows and stuff and be like, hey, can I do something on your TV show? So I'm going to do that. I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to use my little eighth house thing to be a little, and I'm going to be a little more ballsy with it, but not like, you know, Harvey Weinstein ballsy. Well, you know, he like doesn't have a dick. I know he has, it's, that's part of what's so, even, okay, he and Epstein have the same thing where like, if you watch, um, if you watch their, their interrogations, they're both cool as cucumbers until you mention like, so-and-so said that you had a little tiny deformed egg-shaped penis. Is that true? And then they're like, flipping tables. Like, get me the fuck out of here. Wait, they, Epstein they, had that too? Epstein had it too. They both had like deformed micro penises. Oh <laughs> my God. Fun, fun. What in God's name? They felt like victims themselves. Why don't they just have a, a dick? Fuck. I know. I really do. Now I, I don't feel bad for them, but guys who do have that situation, I'm like, damn how does that not rule every waking minute of your life (laughs) right one thousand percent yeah like i mean right every time you see someone walk by who you want to hook up with you're just like well too bad about the micro dick hope you don't have a micro man sorry but i need a real i need a peen in this vagine but okay so so let's take a look though right so this is your chart now here's the thing your saturn and your sun are both in their natural positions in the 10th house, which means that like, low-key, you are meant for a public career. Why hasn't it happened sooner, Molly? Because your midheaven is in Sagittarius, which is just finishing its south node. There's The south node has been moving over your midheaven. So until now, 
if you had abused your power, you might be famous already, but you'd be going down. That's mm. why all the, when we look at all the housewives that are like criminal or doing fucked up things, it, we're always like, Sag, 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 Sag. All the embarrassment. Tegan, Sag, everybody that's been embarrassing this year has been Sagittarian because when the South Node is moving through a sign, it is exposing what needs to go from the, the, and in Sagittarius specifically, the belief systems of the collective. So until now, you actually haven't been ready to blow up because there were some beliefs that you were holding on to that weren't your fault, but that were a result of the collective, you know, raising of Miss Molly Mulshine and everybody that are just not fucking true. We have yeah, seen yeah, yeah. over the past 18 months more dark shit and actually three years because while the nodes were also in cancer and cap i mean yeah cancer and capricorn there was this huge there has been a huge uh uh, there's been a huge um reveal of a lot of dark shit in our culture whether it's from how little we Mm -hmm. care about health care to how little we care about children to how little we care about each other and the things that we'll do to protect money and the things that will do that, that the rich people will do to protect money and protect themselves and that is what's all been coming out now it's not going to stop the south node is now going to move into uh scorpio and it no will, it will no it's a good thing for you it's a good thing for you but it will be the end time it's of- a good thing for the world Yes, it's essential, Molly. That's what I'm saying. It's not a bad thing that this is a dark week. It is a great thing that this is a dark week. Because if we keep pretending like everything is Lisa Frank and sunshine and roses and like Britney's free, all good, then we will continue to repeat the cycles and the cycles and the cycles that keep having us sacrificing our children for other people's fucking money. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, wow. Well, I'm glad that that's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen with the Giesling trial, I think they're going to throw the book at her because she's a woman and that's it. So I think one Which is two- fine with me, by the way, because I think that <laughs> she, I'm just saying if she was a guy, she would maybe get away with with more. I think one of two things can happen. I think no matter what, there's not going to be any type of resolution until at least March. I think either she is going to go down and she will be the like sort of the patsy for the media, for the rich people. And they're going to say, all good, we got her. And Epstein's dead and we got her. And now now it's safe to be in America again. And crypto is not capitalism, blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be just more not true. And then over the next two years, there's going to be more and more fucking bullshit exposed. We're going to find out that Peter Thiel has fucking, you know, child slaves in his basement. And they're actually who's doing the Google searching when we search in Google or whatever. You know, who fucking knows? Allegedly. Allegedly, um, and I, that's me alleging. I don't. There's not even allegedly, right? No, but, no, no. Someone else alleged it. You. It was alleged really? by. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Oh, I love that. Okay, great. Um, but I think for that legal reasons. For legal reasons, somebody else alleged it, and I'm just repeating it. Lol. He has child slaves, but allegedly. But um, <laughs> you know, so I'm looking at Geesling's chart now. But it's like, okay, so either that's either I think that's what's going to happen, and it's going to be like, ah, good, and then there will just be more secrets revealed that she doesn't have to be the fucking face of but that we'll just continue to have this conversation until we actually learn the lesson that when we are hoarding money it ends up rotting people's brains and that is the difference between satin and satan but the other piece that i think could happen is that she i i think she's going to go down either way i think either she's going to go down and it's going to be the public going good phew we got her the bad guys are off the streets 
or she's going to go down and it's going to be like, you know, she's imprisoned, but it's going to be in the cushiest fucking prison you've ever seen because at the end of the day, she is holding on to a ton of state secrets that we're not quite ready to expose, expose, right? I know. Where are the friggin' secrets? They are in (laughs) Epstein's little black books that she has the passwords to, you know? It's like, she's, she's gonna, at the end of the day, Here's the thing, though. When we're talking about South Node moving into Scorpio, that's when the secrets are going to come out. So what happens is, like, South Node's in Capricorn, so it's showing us, wait a second, the public, the systems, the, the, the money isn't actually, like, benevolent in nature? Nope. Then the South Node moves into Sag for the last 18 months, and it's like, well, wait a second, what have we been believing about money and about the systems and about what's possible and about who I am and about classism and racism and all this shit? Okay, we're just finishing that. And now the South Node is going to move into Scorpio. The secrets have not been revealed yet. And over the next 18 months, they will be. And what it will result in is a massive shift in power. One way or the other, whether it's through Geeslane or not, where we are actually going to be, the the work is going to show, the seams will be revealed, and it will bring us to a new way of doing resources and currency in our culture that is much more natural and that is much more about you know the actual um holistic wellness of the planet at large I mean I think that the biggest thing that's changing right now and this is where it's like the eighth house comes into play Mm -hmm. you and I both have heavy eighth house anybody in their chart if you have heavy eighth house it means that you have the privilege of knowing secrets and of keeping secrets and of being on the inside of other people's uh power center right and the way that you use it is up to you I mean I'm the same way as you if I was a different version of myself I could absolutely take the fact that I was um put into a bad financial situation and 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 completely been bullshit and used whatever um used whatever sources of power or money or influence that I was connected to to sell my fucking soul and make sure that I and my family were taken care of. You know what I mean? I didn't. So as a result, now I feel really fucking empowered because I do know a lot of the secrets and I have seen the behind the scenes interworkings of things and I haven't participated in a way that actually now, whereas before I would have said, I'm a failure. Why didn't I use my resources? Why didn't I whatever? I'm proud. I go, hmm. You know what, Sarah? You actually can lead the people because you do have a knowledge of certain systems that are not cool with you. And I'm proud of my morals. And I'm proud of, yeah, maybe I break fucking rules. Maybe I clog the toilet everywhere I go. Maybe I smoke inside. But I am not actually doing anything to hurt anybody else. And in fact, I'm using everything I know to try to give and to try to create a different world. And I'm really proud of myself for that, right? And that's why you and I both, we could be on the wrong side of eighth house history where we are hoarding the secrets and keeping the secrets, and which means that we're keeping the power and we can blackmail people and we could actually keep things under the surface. No, thank God we're doing this podcast where we're sharing way too much because it means that we are actually fucking trustworthy. We're going to use what we have to, sh- mm. to to speak what we at least feel is the truth. And and that's where, you know, as the as the South Node moves through Scorpio, I think Gislaine and a lot of the fucking rich people. I wouldn't be surprised if shit comes out about all the billionaires. I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's stuff on Elon that we've never heard. If there's stuff on... I mean, Peter Thiel is someone I would like to... We could do a whole fucking episode on him because he's really behind fucking everything. He's the one that's sending Branson to space. And it's like, who the fuck are you? 
right? right. And, and he's in charge of both the Vax and PayPal and Stripe and all these fucking systems. He's going down. The billionaires are going down. If you're not actually a conscious member of society, you will get got in the next 18 months. And so whether Gislein herself gets put into a cushy prison and is like, I'm fine with this, or gets fucking... Uh, you know, abused and life sentence death row for the rest of her life. She really is just a figurehead, like just the same way that Harry is. Harry and Gislaine are similar in that they actually were born into this. They made bad choices that were based on a conscience that they probably didn't even have a moment to fully develop because they're just so fucking wounded and their context of the world is so small that now they're actually facing themselves and there's no out because you did it. And even if it's not your fault that, that you didn't know any better, at the end of the day, someone's got to get, someone's got to go down. Somebody's got to take the blame. Geeslane will take the blame. Harry will take the blame. It will be the end of the power, the power dynamics as we know it now. It will not ever, you know, the end of abuse is sort of a lofty goal. But I do think it's going to restructure the way that we do Earth from here on out because it's going to be a gross, there is going to be a gross flooding of secrets coming to the surface. Ugh, I'm so sick of that. I know, but it hasn't actually even started yet. And I think for our podcast sake, it's pretty good because we could be funny about it. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, this was all very fascinating. And I hope it was fascinating. I hope it wasn't like too fucking like, I just feel very strongly that it's not that it's not Geeslane's fault, but it's like both Geeslane and Harry are living their purpose. And it's so much bigger than just like the personal stories of these two fucking figureheads. It's like, no, these are these are people who are part of an era ending. Yeah, they are going to go down in history. Might not be for what they want to do, but right. they are who they think they are. It's just the world isn't what they thought it was. Damn. Well, thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> Send us your questions. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you're tell us what you're gonna do about your eighth house secret evil superpower, mm-hmm. how you're going to exploit it. I think mm-hmm. that's a good exercise. I, and, and exploit it for good, you know? I mean it's it's sort of like where you know, for me, like the moonual is such a perfect example of like how I'm using my eighth house, which is like I don't do the manuals myself but I get everybody else to do a lot of shit and I get everybody else to bring people but as a result it actually is is supporting the community based on what I'm able to to uh maneuver like I am directing a lot of behind the scenes shit a lot of the time right as much Mm -hmm. attention as you all think I need or how much talking you think I'm doing I'm also not but it's, I'm, I'm doing it very consciously, right? I could also just go get a job at some corporation that one of my friend's fathers started and then go down with the rest of y'all. I would much rather be uh, an agent of change using the my ability to work people from within to, to make something, you know, for the future that actually is healing. So I'm just saying I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the Moonual tomorrow. I'm the best. <laughs> Moonual Saturday what time 6 6 p.m eastern Eastern. molly will be doing something i will be doing something else and it's going to be a collective good time we're going to talk about sagittarians (laughs) sagittarius is the diva sign and i think that's what i'm going to (laughs) do my thing on i love that yeah so everyone come on come all um and shoot for the moon because even if you get canceled you'll land among the stars make a march (laughs) i did no, we're buy our merch for holiday gifts. Also, we have to oh, yeah. talk to Sean. But buy our merch. Buy our merch. It's great gifts. Okay, cool. Okay, hold on.
Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. 